we're back. You're listening to Money Talks. I'm Troy Harmon here with Casey Smith and Jarrett McKenzie. So uh, we got a situation we wanted to talk about today. Uh, maybe a little bit of legacy planning um, with a CRT. So guys, educate me a little bit. That's a charitable remainder trust. Yes, that is very useful vehicles. Yeah. Yeah. So let it rip. What's going on? Well, so, uh, you know, a lot of times the best time to set one of these things up, well, there could be several reasons, but uh, if you have a highly appreciated security, um, you can put it into a charitable remainder trust. And this could be, it doesn't have to be just a publicly traded company. You know, it could be uh, your, your closely held interest in a business, S corp, C corp, whatever it is. Um, And, you can put it in a in a trust that the remainder of that trust will is designed to go to charity, uh, and what that does for you is gets you a tax deduction, which is sort of a complicated calculation to figure out how much that deduction is going to be, um, but it does benefit you in the year that you move the asset into the trust, um, and you know if you have a, a business that you're thinking about selling. It's a good way to get it. If you put it in the trust before you sell it, then the that trust doesn't incur any capital gains. So you could potentially save a great deal of money by putting it into putting your your business in a charitable remainder trust. Absolutely, um, a lot, lot know, of very strong benefits. Absolutely, something like that. Um, you know the the most of them a, a remainder trust. You can also do a charitable lead trust, which is you know a charitable remainder trust is where the remainder interest goes to the charity so you get the benefit of using the income for your lifetime and that can be calculated as either a, a crat a charitable remainder annuity trust or a crut charitable remainder uni trust um, which is just d- depends on the calculation of you know an, an annuity trust would be getting the same amount of income every year whereas a uni trust would be recalculated every year based on the value of the trust um, so that those are charitable remainder trusts a charitable lead trust is where the charity gets the income, but then your your heirs get the remainder. So a couple of different ways to set it up. The remainder, so what the asset's worth at your passing? At, yeah, at your passing, yeah, okay. exactly. Um, you know, the, the interesting thing, too, is these can be used in conjunction, and I just found this out. You can actually make the beneficiary of one of these trusts a donor-advised fund. Um, you know, last year, I think it was December, uh, Jennifer and Shauna here at at Hensler interviewed Sherry Martin from the Cobb Community Foundation right. uh, about uh, charitable remainder, or excuse me, uh, donor advised funds. And that, the Cobb Community Foundation is a uh, company that basically sponsors these donor advised funds. What it is is essentially most, if not all, of the benefits of a private foundation. Um, but you, so you can make the contribution to the fund. And then direct the grants to various charitable organizations, kind of as you want to. There's no requirement, you know. Whereas a uh, foundation, you've got requirements that you have to distribute some percentage every year to charity. Whereas a donor advised fund, there's no requirement to distribute each year. You can control the donations at your own pace, um, and so and that can change over time. You know, one year you may give to the Humane Society, the next year you may give to the American Cancer Society, whatever just to make it, uh, you know, suit whatever your needs are, whatever you feel is the most worthy charity at the time. So it gives you a lot of flexibility. Using that in conjunction with the Charitable Remainder Trust, making the donor advised fund the beneficiary, 
allows your heirs or whoever becomes the trustee of the trust at your passing to direct that remainder interest in the charity, if it's a remainder trust or the 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 income, if it's a lead trust, into um, the donor advised fund, and then you you know those trustees make the decisions about how to direct the donor advised fund. So it gives you a lot more control, and it doesn't tie you to a particular charity when you set up the trust. Sure. Um, which is, is a pretty nice benefit, and it makes it uh, – we're using those two things in conjunction can really have some, some positive impact. Yeah, um, and so so why would someone want to do something like that? There's a number of, of objectives, like you had said initially, and, you know, it goes beyond I – th- I found that a lot of folks kind of were using this as an estate planning tool to – uh, sort of get around an estate tax, which yep. people that are extremely well off, we, we, call, we would call ultra high net worth, may use it to reduce the size of their estate so they don't incur that estate tax, which is at 50% right now. This is also a tool that allows you to, in addition to uh, reduce the size of your estate, also develop an income stream. So it's it's not uh, necessarily just about reducing the size of the estate, although that would be a benefit. You can also develop the income stream. You get the tax deduction, like KC said. You get some some legacy planning through being able to benefit a charity of your choice uh, upon your passing. And so, you know, it really works well for someone not only with, say, stock that is highly appreciated and they don't want to sell it during their lifetime and incur this big tax bill, but, you know, maybe if if they don't have any children and, and want to give to charity upon their passing or if they've already got other assets set aside for their children and also want to benefit a charity of their choice, these are really, really useful vehicles for accomplishing a number of things at the same time uh, that are going to go ahead and give you benefit while you're still alive instead of, say, you know, just having your will bequeath an asset to a charity upon sure. your passing. You know, you go, you get to go ahead and experience some of this uh, benefit that these these vehicles have to offer. So, uh, you know, a lot, lot of different benefits here, and uh, we can talk a little more about that when we come back, but I think uh, this point might be a good good time for a break there, Troy. So, Sure, why not? Let's take a break. When we get back, we'll answer some financial questions. Stick around. You're listening to Money Talks. We'll be right back. All material presented is compiled from sources believed to be reliable and current, but accuracy cannot be guaranteed. The contents are intended for general information purposes only. Information provided should not be the sole basis in making any decisions and is not intended to replace the advice of a qualified professional, such as a tax consultant, insurance advisor, or attorney. Although this material is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information with respect to the subject matter, it may not apply in all situations. This is not to be construed as an offer to buy or sell any financial instruments. It is not our intention to state, indicate, or imply in any manner that current or past results are indicative of future profitability or expectations. Portfolio holdings discussed are subject to change. There is no guarantee that in the future these securities will be held in Hensler accounts. As with all investments, there are associated inherent risks. Please obtain and review all financial material carefully before investing. Hensler is not licensed to offer or sell insurance products. This overview is not to be construed as an offer to purchase any insurance products.